Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will drive Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Hooligan Christina talking about uh, their deep, deep love for Kristen Chenoweth's memoir. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. It is Christina. Please ignore the very vo embarrassing voice message I just left and then drop my phone. It doesn't matter. I am calling to report about the Aaron Sorkin written excerpt. I think we can call it an excerpt. Chapter is a little generous in Kristen Chenoweth's book that is titled A Little Bit Wicked, Life, Love, and Faith in Stages. You get it because stages, it's Kristen Chenoweth. Um, he's actually quite long. Um, he goes pretty long on their first meeting and their first date. Uh, there's a lot of detail in there about the relationship. There's actually a lot of detail in the book generally about their relationship. She refers to him as the writer a lot. Um, I think they were together when she wrote it and had broken up by the time it came out. Tough to say. She does mention a lot of gossip. Um, she does mention Sarah Paulson. She says that she loves Sarah Paulson, um, despite the fact that she can't sing, which felt perhaps a little aggressive. Um, but it is really quite baffling. And there's actually so much detail that what I have done is create a PDF of um, the excerpt, and I'm happy to send it to you guys if you want to discuss it, because your listeners didn't don't listen to the show to hear me talk about it for, honestly, 20 to 45 minutes. I could probably go long on that. So happy to send that over. Were you interested? Um, love you guys so much. Hugely made my day to hear my own name mentioned on the pod. Um, yeah, ScarJo Yummy Pop. Women belong at home right now because of COVID. Christina did send us, thankfully, the excerpt. And the I didn't realize chapter. when you said ghostwritten, I assumed like it was a joke, like he helped her write her memoir, like, haha, we all know it. But he actually wrote a chapter called, he said, parentheses, special guest appearance by Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> and he writes an entire chapter. I mean, I guess to find a chapter, he writes like five pages of this about how they met, like the story of him meeting her, which as he writes in the excerpt, if we break up, this will age poorly. It's like, yes, sir, it would. And it did. He says at the end, I have no idea if we'll be together or not on this day. This book is published, but for certain, I'll know I'll always love her. I'll always miss her if she's not there. And I'll always be trying to show off for her. And it's like, that's so sweet, but also like, yeesh, like, this is such a weird thing to have in your memoir. Like your boyfriend at the time writes a chapter yeah. about you, you know? It's, 
I can see why she thought it would be cute. And I can see why Aaron was like, sure, because I think Aaron is like notoriously a very fast writer. So he probably, he was like, sure, I'll do this. And he did it in an afternoon. And I was like, here you go. Thanks. Bye. Like, I, I get the dynamic that led to this. But and it I is funny to good. read this. And it's good. I hate that it's and good. I, I like it. <laughs> one of my favorite things is right at the beginning, he talks about how many pairs of gap khakis he has, because how can you not imagine Aaron Sorkin not right. in a pair of gap khakis? But I like this line because it's so it's so Aaron Sorkin. It's about after their date and they got written up by page six. Let me find it. Oh, it says Monday morning, my press rep sent me an item in page six that said that Kristen and I have been spotted making out at the little door, and the blurb went on to suggest that Chris had poor taste in men. I was stunned because it was the first time I'd seen something in the New York Post that might be true. I was like, that's that's a fun little bit of self-deprecating. I mean, this is a lot about how Aaron Sorkin like loves Broadway and saw her in this in the Ugh. Music Man on TV or something. Yes, and then was like, I'm obsessed with her and then got her cast on the West Wing and then was like, uh-oh, how am I going to hit on a co-worker? And then she basically hits on him and then he like mm-hmm. reciprocates. It's just so... It's 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 very like elo. It's very like of the time, you know. Wait, I gotta read. Mm-hmm. He says, after four years of writing the West Wing, I'd left the show. It was 2005 now, and I'd moved on from the four seasons into a rental in the Hollywood Hills that had once been owned by one of the mamas and papas, and then Sam Kinison. Exactly the right place for someone who needs to concentrate every day on not using cocaine. <laughs> That's a good, come on, that's like a good Sorkin. I don't have a lot of cool. If you looked in my closet, you'd see a half dozen pairs of Gap khakis, a half dozen blue button-down shirts, and a half dozen dark sport jackets. For my first date with Kristen, I boldly chose a dark sport jacket, blue button-down shirt, and a pair of Gap khakis. I picked her up in front of the Beverly Wilshire at the appointed time, looking like I'd just been elected co-captain of the Andover debating team. When she walked out the front door, the first thing I noticed was that she didn't look short. When the waiter when the waiter comes by and he says, and he doesn't respond to the way, and then he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I was, I can't stop looking at her eyes. I mean, look at her eyes. You see what I'm talking about? The waiter smiled in agreement, then gave Kristen the pitiful look reserved for women who are on first dates with complete schmoes. His whole thing is like, I suck. I suck. I'm just drinking Yoohoo and I'm obsessed with this hot lady. I know it's so charming. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. thank so you thank for you, that. So thank you, Christina, for calling in with this. We wouldn't have gotten it otherwise. I mean, we could have just bought the book. That's a <laughs> delightful still. read. I have to say, a delightful it is. read. All it right. Makes you want to read the whole book. My hot streak would come to the end when the waiter came by to tell us the specials, ending with, "Anybody have any questions?" Silence. Sir, uh, I'm sorry. I blurted. I wasn't paying attention. I was. I can't stop looking at her eyes. I mean, look at her eyes. You see what I'm talking about, right? The waiter smiled in agreement, then gave Kristen the pitiful look reserved for women who are on their first dates with complete schmoes. You are listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show, where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's start with comments. Here's one. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. First time, long time. Um, I just paused the episode from Friday, um, where you're talking about the Deborah Cox Challenge. And I wanted to give a shout out to someone I graduated high school with who created the Instagram page. They have the range. Um, they also did the Jasmine Sullivan Insecure Challenge a few weeks ago. Um, so anyway, they are the creators of the Deborah Cox Challenge. So shout out to them. Follow They Have the Range. Okay. Question. Who Weekly have... is now following the range they have the range i love this they the have the bio range. is what music used to sound like this is music media platform for amazing singers who have the range so literally they have the range it's about having the range the mm. literal range not like saying somebody i get it you know can do something so therefore they have the range these are about singers who literally literally oh i'm following this have the range i can't wait to what follow. is this okay. what is this beeping outside of your i'm sorry i'm sorry someone's oh like backing God. up i don't know we live in new york city <laughs> what do you backing want from up me for... <laughs> Yeah, no, they're they don't need our boost, but I will say I love having the source of the of the kind of trend, and also for the trend Followed itself by, to come from uh, a pod, a, like a Instagram that's all about like singing well. That's great because like that challenge is mm-hmm. like really not like for the masses; it's for the singers. From our follower list, uh, we have we've got uh, we got Carrie Hilson follows, Lauren London nice. follows, Lindsay nice. Weber follows. Yeah, I just follow. Wow, Faith Evans follows, Deborah Messing follows. Amazing. Amber Riley follows. 
Becky G follows. Nisi Nash follows. Wow, they all have the and, range. And uh, Kehlani follows. They all have the range. All right, Lindsay, I know you said no comments, but while you're out here roasting Lindsay Chrisley's name for being spelled dumb, okay, I think I win. My name is also Lindsay, although I wasn't born in the 80s, so it was still happening in the 90s that moms were doing this. My Lindsay is L-Y-N-S-E-Y. So no I, no D, Lindsay without the D. I've gotten the joke before. I don't want to hear it, but just so you know, it could be worse. Crunch, crunch. I'm sorry. From one Lindsay to another Lindsay, I just, I can't bully you about the spelling of your name. And honestly, I also think the D doesn't belong. Like, as somebody with the D, I also don't think it should, I think it should not be there. So if anything, I approve of that message. But like, yeah, I mean... I don't know what's going on with the Y, double Ys. I guess you can like connect them at the bottom. That's chic. I don't know. <laughs> I still think Lindsay Chrisley's name is spelled worse than yours. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Lindsay Chrisley's is worse. Yeah. It's the worst form of Lindsay. Yeah, like yours is no better. No offense to how could that not have a Hers has the D and an IE. We can't even. And no one call <laughs> me if you have that name. I won't. I stand by my message. <laughs> I'm just glad that. I have B-O-B-B-Y and not B-O-B-B-I-E. I do not like I-E. I do oh not God, like that. You would never have that. And also, you literally, your name is Robert, so I could change you would it. have to change it. It is a nickname. I can do whatever yeah. I want. Do you know a fun mm-hmm. fact? Did I ever tell you that my dad changed his Steven spelling? He was a, born a PH and he changed it to a V? No. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. No, but like, what a funny, do you think he was Take just like. Take control of your life. Yeah, like, I don't think I've ever asked him specifically, but he's like, do you think his PH was like too formal? He's like, I don't want to be a fen. I want to be a ven, you know? <laughs> I never asked. I should ask. Now, gonna... wait. <laughs> wait, knowing the explanation makes it really funny. No, I mean, like, no, I, yeah, that's like... I just made that up. Your dad I don't is know. like, PH is for tools. I know. PH is for tools. I'm not saying he said that. I'm saying I just. That's PH my... is for the man. <laughs> no, I know that it's the guest, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah, because no, it really I don't does. Know. PH sounds so much more like. What am I going to work in an office? Well, <laughs> like just being like a twenty-something person, being true. like, no, man. Right, but it's but <laughs> no, if you man. think about it, like it's even if you're Stephen, if you go by Steve, you're still a V. You actually change to a V. You're not a Steph or a Steve. You know. Mm-hmm. Do, do you get what I'm saying? No, I'm, I'm thinking. Do you like, get what I'm I saying? I don't know that I've ever heard. No, I know what you're. I get what you're saying. Okay. And I'm just thinking, like, wow, I never really thought about that. You know, I'm sort of yeah. having like a whoa. Well, your name isn't Steven, so you know you haven't. But we do know a lot of Stevens, so it's like I don't know if that's came up in your thoughts. Friend of the pod, Avalos does not go by Steve, and I can't imagine ever calling him Steve. And actually, just the thought of calling him Steve sort of gives me shivers. Yeah, no, it's creepy. Steve, it's no. creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's really creepy. It's creepy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> next call. I'm adding this to the list because I had to. Um, next call. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, just have to tell you that uh, we got a new treat coming out on November 19th on Netflix. Uh, this is from the Netflix Twitter account. Vanessa Hudgens, Vanessa Hudgens, and Vanessa Hudgens star in The Princess Switch. Switched again as Prince- <laughs> Princess Stacy tries to help Duchess Margaret get through a rough patch with Kevin. Margaret's outrageous cousin Fiona, a third lookalike, arrives in town November 19th. Cinema has reached new heights. I can't wait for you all to talk about it. Crunch, crunch. I'm here. I'm here to say that Vanessa, two Vanessa Hudgens was enough. We do not need three. Like, Netflix, like, I get what you're doing. You said they love two. Why not three? We don't need three. We all, we barely needed two. Barely. I mean, the structure How are they going to of... tell them apart? Like, one has to wear a bow, <laughs> one wears a hat, and one you wears a scarf? Like, I hate this. <laughs> How are they going to tell them apart? Vanessa Hudgens isn't good enough to, like, even give all of them different character right, traits. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, they have to wear, like, a hat, three different hats. There are bigger problems than like visuals, um, but <laughs> no, that's but really the main problem. What I love about this, what I love about this, is that the like, it sounds like a like a classic like sitcom joke where one character would be like, "There's gonna be another princess witch. What are they gonna do? Add a third Vanessa Hudgens?" And then right. someone comes into the room and goes, "They're adding a third Vanessa Hudgens." I know. It's like 
It's honestly like if you think Netflix thought you were stupid, this is confirmed. Like they think you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> if you like they think we are stupid. So the other one, Duchess Margaret unexpectedly inherits the throne of Monaco and hits a rough patch with boyfriend Kevin. It's up to her double, Princess Stacia Belgravia, to get these star-crossed lovers back together. yeah. But the course of true love is complicated by the appearance of a handsome royal who's intent on stealing Margaret's heart. Throw in the unexpected arrival of Margaret's outrageous party girl cousin, Fiona. Wait, I'm sorry, they're just calling her a cousin? They're like, oh, make her a cousin. (laughs) This is lazy. This is lazy. Well, wasn't that sort of the reveal... Wasn't that the reveal of the first one, that they were cousins? If I could literally remember anything about that first movie other than there were two Vanessa Hudgens, I would be cured of everything. But I think they I weren't related. I kind of think they were related. I thought the reveal was that they were. Oh, I thought that they weren't. And it was just like, oh, crazy. Like, we're not. You know what? I can't read this whole thing, but I control left cousin on the Wikipedia plot summary and it, nothing came up. So let's just assume they weren't related. And if they right. were, don't you dare call in. Don't oh, I don't care. Dare. I barely want to watch the new one, let alone dwell on the old one. Three Vanessa Hudgens, I guess for our like Hallmark movie Terrible. Christmas special, whatever episode we do, we'll have to watch at least this one, if not all the other ones. There are so many of them. Their slate is like packed to the gills with like these types of movies. Production begins in Scotland this year, later mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, good I luck. Bet it does. Good I bet. luck. Well, it's, I mean, it's easy because they only have one Ugh. cast member. It's perfect coronavirus like uh, era <laughs> taping. It's like just three Vanessa Hudgens. That's all you need. Yeah, but if Vanessa Hudgens gets COVID, that's the three leads are gone. <laughs> <laughs> Then you better there keep Vanessa three. Hudgens from getting coronavirus. Remember, only a second ago, Vanessa Hudgens didn't even believe in coronavirus. She was out here being like, who cares? <laughs> well, she believed in it. She just said, who cares if old people get it? She, oh, my God. She's the Remember, that's girl. what she said? Um, yeah, till July sounds like a bunch of bullshit. I'm sorry. But, like, it's a virus. I get it. Like, I respect it. But at the same time, like, even if everybody gets it, like, yeah, people are going to die. It's just terrible, but, like, inevitable? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this right now. <laughs> Hi, Who Weekly. Um, you don't have to play this, but you played my calls out Fran Drescher um, and also that you owed me $8 for long distance, and you said to Venmo you. There's no Venmo in Canada, you guys. This is just killing me. So instead, please donate $5 to the organization of your choice, be it Black Lives Matter or something coronavirus related, wherever you decide. Think about how generous I am, you guys, with five whole dollars. So yeah, thanks. You're so generous that we're going to like match your donation with a donation of our own and we'll donate in your honor. And also, sorry for being Venmo priv. We We forgot that you don't have Venmo there. We can't use Venmo there. Venmo priv. Apologies. Venmo priv. Apologies. Trust me, it's not really a priv. It's it's terrible for your taxes. You really, it's really difficult to to. <laughs> Canadians being like, we don't have this here, is really funny. Like, <laughs> right? Questions. Let's start with this one. Oh my goodness. A furious Anne Hesh stormed off the set of Dancing with the Stars Monday night after being eliminated following a bl- bizarre blunder. Page six is told. I think this is iconic. Um, go Anne. Crunch, crunch. Go Anne. <laughs> I think this is iconic. Go Anne. Trending right now on page six. The top two headlines trending are Furious and Hage stormed off Dancing with the Stars set after elimination. And Anne Hage explains why she stormed off Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> the people are... Dying to know why Anne Hayes stormed off Dancing with the Stars. I mean, honestly, if I was, it, it makes sense to just storm off in general. I don't know why you need a reason. It's like, I'm done here, you know? Like, this is, this was terrible, mm-hmm. you know? But she stormed off because she did an emotional dance oh. to Katy Perry's Rise, a.k.a. the song that was used for both the Olympics and for the Hillary Clinton campaign. And then they got mad, the Olympics, and they were like, You knew about Rise? I wasn't. You don't think I knew about Rise? Of course I knew about Rise. I wasn't sure. I didn't know that you knew. I didn't know that you knew that she, her failing dance was to Rise, which is just the icing on this, like Dancing with the Stars cake, um, which is the fondant on the Dancing with the Stars. It was a pasta doble. So Anne Hayes begins her 
Um, I guess, oh God, this is like one show I refuse to do like the full, like, well, I guess I should watch an episode. I've tried no, watching the full episode. I can't do it. This. I can't it's, do it. It's who weekly so, canon that we don't watch Dancing with the Stars, but we do talk it. about it. It's fine. It's cannot canon. Cannot do it. So I watched the rehearsal clip and she talks, <laughs> she talks about, it's very weird that she talks about her relationship with Ellen in the, like during the rehearsals. No, and she so doesn't. The song, the song, all the stories you've been seeing about this were aggregated from this rehearsals clip. And so this is the like revealing moment. And this is why this dance to rise is so cathartic. I'll play it for you in a second. But it's like, um, you know, her her little cape turns into a rainbow cape. And it's sort of like her rising from the ashes and overcoming this trauma from a, like 20 years ago, which was that... In 1997, I met Ellen DeGeneres at the Vanity Fair party, and that was the night that changed my life forever. My movie premiere, Volcano, I had told them that I was taking Ellen as my date, and I was told if I took Ellen, I would lose my Fox contract. At that moment, she took my hand and said, do what they say, and I say no thanks. I took Ellen to the premiere. I was ushered out by security before the movie even ended and told I was not allowed to go to my own after party for fear that they would get Ellen pictures of me with a woman. Bad. And then after she did it, she was fired from her movie deal and never got to work in a studio movie for 10 years. And she's like, it's because of the fallout from her relationship with um, Ellen Generous and that it was like homophobia, basically. So she reveals all of this on Dancing with the Stars, then does her like big Katy Perry rise dance on her rainbow cape, and then gets eliminated. But the way she gets eliminated is actually sort of nuts. So they're revealing who is safe for the week, and they uh -huh. say that Monica Aldama, the coach from Cheer, is safe. And then Tyra Banks is like, actually, um, Monica, come back out because you're actually in the bottom two with Anne Heche. Wait, and why? the audience is like, <gasps> because the she says the cards were wrong. There was a glitch. And she keeps saying, like, live TV, y'all, live TV. Like, this is what happens on live TV. And it's oh like, God. I kind of think this is what happens when Tyra Banks is in the room. Like, I, I don't know, know that I'm this is a live TV Tyra situation. Banks is fucking up. The bottom two couples are Anne and Keo and Monica and Val. Please come back. Please have Monica come back. There's been an error in our control room, but we're making it happen. This is live TV, right? This is the craziness of live TV. Nobody's infallible, you know. I'm sorry, guys. You know, things, it happened in the UK. Is yes. Okay, thank you. I'm so sorry. This is live TV. I was reading my cards, but my cards were wrong. So here we go. All right, here we go. Okay, again. It's going to be up to the judges to save one of these couples. And so keep when them Anne Heche gets kicked off, she's very annoyed, not only because she just revealed all of this stuff on this episode and it was this big cathartic moment, but she's been sort of, she was even more sort of fraught because of this drama with almost kicking off the wrong people, right. you know? Right. So she's like gone through the ringer on this day. So after the filming stops, she allegedly stormed off set. And then she explained to page six, it was because she says, the honest truth is that it took, well, then we find the actual yeah, quote. Sorry, I have sorry. it. Do you want me to read it? You have it? Yeah, you read it. The honest truth so she is said, that it took yeah. 20 years to process and share that story. So finally telling it and being voted off on the same night was not the best feeling. I think it's nice she told her story, but I just feel like, ugh, you gave it to Dancing with the Stars, like of all places <laughs> to like be like, I told my story, I shared my story. I'm like, and then you had to do a Paso Doble to Katy Perry's rise. Like, ugh, it just doesn't add up for me, you know? It just, I don't think anything about Anne Hish, Anne Hish or Dancing with the Stars is ever Adds going to up. add up. I know. <laughs> and the other funny thing to me is now Katy Perry's Rise is known for a third thing. It's like three Vanessa Hudgens. One Vanessa Hudgens was, it was supposed to be for the Olympics. Two Vanessa Hudgens was, it was then used by Hillary Clinton for their campaign. And now three Vanessa Hudgens is Katy Perry Rise, Rise is now synonymous with Anne Hish getting kicked off Dancing with the Stars. 
This song, this song actually is cursed. I don't like throwing around curse it's language cursed. willy-nilly, but this it's song is cursed. cursed. And I told you, Stay used to, away it used to play when I turned on my car. It was somehow at the top of the list when I turned on my car. For some reason, I downloaded, I bought it. I don't know, for this podcast, maybe. I don't know. It, so it used to play when I turned on my car. And so now I know all the words to it. Well, the reason we, the reason we bought it, because it was back whenever we, before we knew better, when we thought that, you know, Katy Perry was going to release like Roar 2.0. And it never came. We it all bought happened. Rise on iTunes. Like, we're sick. That's sick. Oh, yeah. We were waiting, you know, to quote to quote Rose Dawson, we were waiting for an absolution that never came. <laughs> that never came. and Bobby, can you guys explain Dennis Haysbert? Um, I thought that he was just like, when I Googled his name and saw his face, I was like, what? Anyway, good form. Yeah, can you guys explain Dennis Haysbert really tickles me as a question. Because we can. <laughs> we can. He's actually quite easy to explain. He is a who, I will say. He's probably a who. Them voice. Who person name. Would you agree with that? Definitely, is, definitely a them of voice acting. Because the Allstate voice is like one of the greats. Now that you know the truth. <laughs> Are you in good hands? His voice and face are peak that guy. Like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, of course I know who that is. Right, right. But then, you know, the true heads note that his name is Dennis Haysbert. Yeah. And not just that's all state stand. Well, you got to be a true, true head. It's not just like a true head. You got to be like a real head, a real true head to know that. A true, true Haysbert head. That's Dennis Haysbert, who is an actor. What was his like? That was sort of his big break was Major League. I would almost say like his main role is because he was on 24 for so long. Yeah, it's so 24. You're so right. You're so right. He's 24 guy. He was on 24 forever. He's the senator or a senator. I don't know how many uh-huh. senators. I never watched mm-hmm. 24. But... Ace, he was Senator Senator David Palmer. And let's talk about his two most iconic roles apart from Allstate personality, Allstate man, that's Allstate stand. The two most, he's more iconic than the other Allstate guy, Mayhem, who's Dennis, other... David. I don't recognize the other Allstate guy. The other guy? guy? The Allstate guy who's like, I'm Mayhem. A mayhem. It's like Liz Lemon's boyfriend in 30 Rock. Oh, What's I do not recognize him. Yeah, he's right. He's the one that's always like. I do not like him. Yeah, we don't recognize <laughs> Dean him. Winters. Yeah. Dean Winters. No. Yeah, we don't recognize him. We only no. recognize Dennis. Two iconic things. He's the gardener. Julianne Moore wants to fucking fire from heaven. Excuse me. May I help you? Who are you? Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. My name is Raymond Deegan. Otis Deegan's son? I was just taking over some of his... You're Otis' son? Yes. I'm I'm terribly sorry for speaking to you in that manner. I I didn't know who was in my yard. But then also, never forget, he's the married guy that Whitney Houston has the uh, affair with and waiting waiting to exhale. This is a reference I can get behind. Yes, 100%. Remember this. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. I know if I left right now, it would be the wrong time. So we're going to have to wait a little bit longer than I expected. You see, the more I think about it, the more I look at you, you look like the scum of the earth. Angela Bassett. He's a terrible guy that Whitney Houston dates. And then at the end, Whitney Houston has her big, like, you know, cathartic moment where she's like, fuck you. You're never going to leave your wife for me. Like, you're an asshole. And then everyone cheers, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, That's Mm -hmm. Dennis Haysbert. Can you guys explain Dennis Haysbert? He's an actor. Like, what do you want from (laughs) us? I think we actually did a great job, I would say, explaining him. Yeah. I think we did a good job explaining Dennis Haysbert. One thing we cannot explain, however, is Dennis Haysbert's official website, which is not it's the sort of classic crazy. actor website. It's not the sort of actor website that's trapped in time. Dennis Haysbert's official website not only is current, I think it's sort of brand new. No, and it's, it's like bumping. It's talking First about of all, like this do you year. And- he has his own like like logo symbol that's like his initials like connected. 
Like he has like this beautiful DH. designed like gorgeous Dennis Habert logo. And also he has his own web store. If you go to the web store, you can literally buy clothing with his logo on it, including yoga wear. The hat that says DH is great. Hi, this is Dennis Haysbert. As an avid golfer, I decided to launch a new signature golf apparel collection, DH6 Gear. DH6 Gear can be found online at dennishaysbert.tv. That's dennishaysbert.tv. Browse through my collection of active golf clothing. Pick your color and size. It's that simple. From polo shirts, jackets, hoodies, hats, and much more. Visit dennishaysbert.tv today. Another, he, he sort of blogs. Well, there's a part about his about me, and it says, it's definitely written during the pandemic. It says, hey there. Thanks for stopping by my website today, smiley face. What a year so far, right? I'm taking extra care of myself, and I know you are too. So it's talking about like social distancing. These are unprecedented times. We all have to work together. It's very positive. Yeah. Then, fun fact. So yes, his most iconic roles are probably 24 and major league, and I don't okay, know, far but... from heaven. He got nomination for him. But guess who he's playing in the new season of Lucifer? August 21st, 2020 marks the season five premiere of the Netflix series Lucifer. Guess who's playing God? That's right, me. So That's he's also playing God. Big role. <laughs> It's two episodes, but he's God. Then there's this. I love the way he seems extremely proud of his... Um, Allstate ads. Allstate stuff. Yeah. He's not like embarrassed or ashamed no, of he, the fact that he, no, he has made it. probably tens of millions of dollars being the yeah. voice of Allstate. Right. It says this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Safe driver, save 40%. That's right. I have two new Allstate commercials airing on TV right now. You've probably seen them, winky face. They are both so funny. In the first, I walk into a burger cafe and people take notice, calling out, quote, hey, it's safe driver, save 40%. The other is the scene from a movie set when suddenly my fellow actor goes off script and starts talking about insurance in the middle of a police investigation. New paragraph, so funny. So, so he's very proud of his very funny Allstate commercials. I have more commercials coming this year, so keep an eye out for them. And give me a shout out on my social media pages when you see them. I love hearing from my fans. What a sweetie. Every day my career gets better and better thanks to friends and fans like you. 2020 has a lot of surprises in store for us, so let's all take a deep breath and get ready for the good things coming our way. I have to I say. I will, Dennis. I have to I say. I will. I, when the caller called and said, um, can you explain Dennis Habert? I was like, ha, ha, ha. What's there to explain? It's just the Allstate guy. Ha, ha, ha. But then I didn't know that he literally has one of the best celebrity websites, only maybe only bested by what's-her-face? Melora Hardin. Melora Hardin. <laughs> yeah, Melora Hardin. No one will ever beat Melora Hardin. Thank you, caller. See, had we not gotten a call that we initially made fun of, we wouldn't have ended up on DennisHaysbert.tv. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- it's, time- it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know. you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I hate and middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of CBD, a little bit of CB distillery 
that's getting me goes a long that's way. That's getting me conked right out <laughs> and and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love CB Distillery. They have not all their products are for sleep. Some that's are for true. relaxation, but like I love the sleep ones. They say shh. Those gummies they sent us. I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? You said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. And I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money back guarantee cb distillery is the source to trust hooligans have a 20 percent discount to get you started visit cbdistillery.com and use code who who for 20 percent off that's cbdistillery.com code who cbdistillery.com hey who weekly long time long time um i've called with this one before but i'm calling again because i'm uh answering to your cry for your listeners to call more with questions rather than comments um, so my question is, uh, famed, uh, and former, uh, J. Crew women's designer, uh, Jenna Lyons. Who were them? Um, she's had some controversies, some successes, some failures, and, uh, with J. Crew recently in the news, uh, over their bankruptcy. Um, I think it's more important than ever to determine if Jenna Lyons is a who or a them. Crunch, crunch. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. So I've called uh, about this who or them probably a half of a dozen times. And I'm going to keep calling until it gets played. I'm going to keep calling um, every time this person has some bit of relevance in the news. So uh, I just found out that Jenna Lyons former uh, creative director of J. Crew Women's, uh, kind of a uh, pansexual woman about town in New York City, uh, guest star of Girls back in the day, uh, has a new HBO show on HBO Max um, uh, that kind of is giving me Donald Trump apprentice vibes. Um, so I don't know if this is going to be a hit or a flop, but it brings me to the question I have asked many times, is Jenna Lyons a who or a them? Crunch, crunch. Um, so yeah, I so had to sorry. I had to <laughs> confirm that this caller had called before about Jenna Lyons because I feel like making an assertion like this is the second time I'm calling about Jenna Lyons. Why will, why will you not take my call? You know, I really, I, I just wanted to, you know, confirm that that was the case, you know? It's true. I mean, what can I say about Jenna Lyons? Jenna Lyons, former, I don't know, creative director at J. Crew. Who are them? I guess well, this isn't the Who Are Them segment yet, but one, two, three. Who? Who? I, I would say she's them, like fashion them, but also she kind of had her time and maybe she's not like a lasting figure. Like mm-hmm. she was maybe at mm-hmm. her peak when she was with J. Crew and she made all those belts with the turtles on them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not insulting. I had one. I had one. And she was like, when she when Jaker was like, we love just black and white stripes, black and white stripes, but also magenta, like, but also right. pink, but well, also lime green. Preppy, and she was on Girls. Yeah. That was a big thing for a member, right? Girls on Girls, and now she has. She was a very new... forward facing creative director. She right. liked attention, right? And now she has a new you show know? on HBO Max, which which like, I think you want feels very Project Runway adjacent since we're like into making those things now or she's like starting a new business or whatever. I didn't know when this caller said pansexual icon, I was like, huh? And I literally had to Google this. Apparently in 2011, I don't remember this at all, she divorced her husband and was she fell in love with a woman and she got with a woman who was a, the post identified her as Courtney Crangy, 38, uh, the business brains okay. behind her brother, hip jeweler, Philip Crangy, who I, I don't know if they're even still together 
together. But she had a divorce from her husband, Vincent. Their exes. Their exes. Oh, so she's not with Courtney anymore. Because she just sold her house in the Catskills. And it sold after three days on the market. And page six called Courtney Cronkey her ex. Yeah. It was listed for $850,000 and it boasted a pool and was set in acres of lush land. Did you see that funny tweet recently that was like something like, gotta be honest, I have no idea how much an acre is. (laughs) I really... (laughs) I really felt that. Honestly, I have no idea how big fair. an acre is. Honestly, fair. I thought it was how big so is much, but it's not so much. It's not much, but it's also a lot. I don't know. I still don't know how much an acre is. How do people like even in their head think about how much an acre is? Is there like a do you is there like a trick? Like you know how people think of an inch where it's like the knuckle? I'm very bad spatially. Knuckle? No, I am too. Oh my god, I am too. Mm-hmm. I am too. Uh, I'm always Were you bad at spatially as well? Yeah, like I can't like, you know in that thing where they would like give like, you the cutout of the box and be like, what would this look like if I folded it into a box? I could never. I would never know. <laughs> what I get is anytime you're at some sort of thing and it's like, guess how many M&Ms are in the jar? And then like the winner gets like X or like the winner gets all the M&Ms. I'm like, I, I, <laughs> I fall into a panic. I'm like, I can't guess this. <laughs> I can't guess it. I couldn't possibly I can't do know how many. But that's hard for even people who are spatially aware. Hello? And then you see there's always someone like, there's always someone surrounding the jar, like pointing, like with a pen, like, okay, like, mm, okay, so mm, like the, mm, the, the layers. Mm, and it's like, no, just, just guess, just fake a number because it's not going to help to like count the M&Ms on the bottom of the thing. I love that you use an example that like never happens. It's like, what about when like you want to buy a couch and you're like, where does it go? How does it fit? How big is it? How would it look? I'm like, to me, that is literally an impossibility. I'm like, I guess I'll show up and we'll figure it out. It's like, that's really a bad way to go about <laughs> we'll it. it well, like, I like that sort of thing. I like measuring. But now that I'm putting the piece, I'm sort of like connecting the dots of my psyche. Now that I'm, I like measuring things and planning. And like, if I were to buy a couch, you know, measuring the, the the living room, measuring the 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 space that we have, but it's because I need to get the actual data because I'm very bad at guessing. I'm very very bad you at guessing. You love data. When it comes to you need awareness. the data. I don't need data all the time, but when it comes to that, I gotta have the data. I gotta have it because okay, I can't I just, just guess. Back to general lines for one second. I'm like looking at this woman in her full aesthetic and I'm like, this is such like a woman of the past that we stand for like this look, this like gla- chunky dark glasses, like brunette woman. She was boss, extremely, bleh, you know, it's very influential and it, but it, but it seems extremely dated now. You're yeah, right. Like yeah. it, 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 it's a look that mattered and it's a look that was very, you know, it changed things. It makes sense that Jenna Lyons is a style icon. But, like, I look at it now and I'm like, this is, we're past this. Yeah. This is a moment in time that is gone. Well, she has an HBO Max show. I think show she's a who fashion In case you want to know what she's up to and, like, what her fashion is now. I wonder if she's still into those little turtles on a belt or whatever, like, J. Crew was when she was there. <laughs> Can you guess... What? Can you guess how many square feet an acre is? Oh my god, why are we back here? I we how did no, this just even... guess. <laughs> like fifty? <laughs> wait. F- wait, fifty square feet? No, square feet. A lot. It's gotta be a lot. Like like a like a thousand. It's forty that forty three thousand five hundred and sixty <laughs> square feet. Wait, are you sure? <laughs> I mean I'm I'm pretty Remember sure. When I said fifty. I have no Blue. I guess like most houses come <laughs> most houses come with an acre. So like that has to be a lot because you're plopping a house on it. That's a lot, but or like half an acre. <laughs> I feel like even half an acre is enormous. I even looking at even looking at forty thousand I've lived in apartment for my greater adult life. Like how am I supposed to know what an acre is? Like when I when would I be exposed to acreage? Looking at even the number 43,560 square feet doesn't even help me because I'm like, I can't picture this. Yeah. I have no idea how big that is. Right. In the Middle Ages, an acre was defined as the area of land that could be plowed in one day by a yoke of oxen. Okay, see, that measurement That almost makes more sense. Not... <laughs> that almost well, makes more sense. Well, that's true because in your mind, you can actually think Oh, like... you know what helps? What? You know what helps? What? It's pretty much the size of a football field. Wait, I'm sorry. Pretty much says who? An acre is pretty much the size of a football field. Okay. Says Wikipedia. They have the area okay. of well, one acre helps. superimposed Fine. on an American football field. 
I mean, honestly, that, that measure that shouldn't help because like it's not what do we know about sports? But I guess even in not knowing about sports, I know what a football field looks like. Hey, I played football in junior high. Okay, like I'm a football star. Okay, oh, okay. great. What position did you play? I made one touchdown. I don't know what position I I played throw Bobby in because we're required by like the school rules for everyone to play for at least like five minutes a game. That's my position. <laughs> throw Bobby the ball. And I always hated it. State. I always hated it. And it was like, I just like, God, please keep me in the dugout or whatever. Football doesn't have dugouts. Like keep me on the sidelines, coach. But they had to throw me in at one point. And it was always like, you know, it, someone had to leave and they'd be like, okay, finger, you're in. And I'd be like, no. You have a good last and name then I'd go for football, for sport, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, This is great. Yeah. I'm glad we There's, came. Okay, I'm glad we know, we know who Jenna Lyons is and we know what an acre is. Great. I don't even know how we got to an acre, but it definitely made the segment more entertaining. She's next, not. She's boring. <laughs> next call. Hey, I was on Twitter and I saw a tweet from Meg Wright. It said, um, big thanks to SNL subreddit, or I would have no idea that Morgan Whalen, this week's SNL musical guest, has seen has been seen in tons of TikToks all weekend partying and making out with girls during a pandemic the same week he's performing at SNL. And so I, I watched some of the TikToks and his music seems like terrible. And then so I I looked his name through Twitter and everybody everybody who's mad at him is mad because like they're jealous of the girls who got to make out with him and meet him and they're also mad at him because he has a kid and he should be with his kid and they're not mad at him because uh it's a pandemic and he's being disgusting so um that's his fan base uh who is morgan whaling First of all, he, yes, he seems like a dirtbag because he was partying during coronavirus and making out with a bunch of people. And, like, (laughs) he was just behaving the way just people shouldn't be behaving. So, yeah, Yeah. in that respect, he does seem like a dirtbag. But second of all, like, it's very, very catchy country music. Gotta say. We love his, we love um, Seven Summers. It's good music. I don't stand him. I do like that song. funny though that it's like he was booked for snl and then everybody was like uh check out his tiktok check out his twitter check out his instagram seems to be like he's uh just out here kissing strangers and stuff which would be okay if it wasn't literally a pandemic and then he went on instagram and made this like very humbling apology did you see like he definitely was like he wasn't like fuck you he he wrote i'll here i'll play it for you hold on i'll just play it for you my actions this past weekend were pretty short-sighted and they have obviously affected my long-term goals and my dreams. I respect the show's decision because I know that I put them in jeopardy and I I take ownership for this. Uh, I'd like to apologize to SNL, to my fans, to my team for bringing me these opportunities and I let them down. And on a more personal note, uh, I think I have some growing up to do. Um, you know, I, I think I've lost myself a little bit. I, I've tried to find joy in the wrong places and I don't know, it's left me with less joy. So I'm gonna go try to work on that. Uh, You know, good guy, good guy for apologizing and doing this. I. Yes. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like... I think so, yes, because if you look at the comments in his Instagram, a lot of his fan base is like, fuck him. Who cares? You know, and like... Yeah, well, this is why Miranda Lambert called him a sweetheart. We got you. You know, there's there's there are worse things than 
partying during COVID and then apologizing, which which one of them is partying during COVID and not apologizing. But, but I'm just saying, like, but, I feel you know, like you... if you're surrounded by fans and people who are saying in your ear, who gives a shit? You're having fun, da, da, da. It's very easy to get drawn into that and be like, you're right. Like, who gives a shit? Like, mm-hmm. how dare they, da, da, da. When it's like, it's not a matter of like who mm-hmm. and what. It's like literally there's a pandemic and you shouldn't be smooching strangers and running around a week before you're about to go on TV on a very serious set where they're doing a, a they're trying to be really diligent about making sure everybody stays healthy and safe like that should be like has nothing yeah. to do with your politics being a country singer or not like I just it's just that this I appreciate it's like he actually is like setting a good example in the in the as soon as all the attention is on him he's stepping up and setting a good example I don't know I guess I don't know Maybe yes. I'm too forgetting. I will, yeah. But the but the the cynical read of this, which is, I guess, it's not really a cynical read. But my suspicion is that this ultimately, this entire narrative is going to be better for his career than the being alternative, which would have been <laughs> him not partying, and making out, and then being on SNL. I mean, because sure. honestly, who gives a shit? Like he was clearly on the up and up, and he will be famous regardless. But yeah. he is a who now, and this is getting him actually I agree. good press because I agree. of the apology. I agree, but I do feel like for an artist, especially an up and coming artist, it feels really good to be on SNL, and that is a goal. Whether or not you're right, which I think you are, it's still something that he probably was really excited to do. This guy, yeah, it I must don't be a bummer. I hadn't heard of him before. I've only I've heard a few of his songs like on various radio streaming, whatever. But what's funny about him is he was actually on The Voice, and he was eliminated after mm. singing Florida Georgia Line, and then he would go on to tour with Florida Georgia Line, which is kind of a fun irony. That's cool. Let's see if this next artist has what it takes to turn a chair. My name is Morgan Wallen. I'm 20 years old. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee, and I'm currently a landscaper. You know what's so funny about The Voice and all these shows? It's like it's so easy to be famous and actually release music after you're on The Voice if you're a country singer. No one else, but if you're a country singer, somehow being on The Voice or being on American Idol or being on X Factor or whatever, you can totally have a career. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to see like what that well, I think a, maybe it's like the audience is, of the shows uh, or something. The industries are very different. It's not even the audience of the show. It's the audiences of the it's not even the audience of the music either. But it's just like the vibe of the industries like country has the space for being sort of like having this niche small fandom that's very passionate. Country has a very passionate, dedicated like fan base like mm-hmm. country stars like can have small groups of fans that they just play to and and you know traditionally those those groups of fans are kind of I don't know maybe undervalued mm-hmm. underappreciated mm-hmm. um and with pop it just needs to be so like you need to be number it's like number 1 or done so it's easier to look at like a voice person who's trying to be a pop star and then be like oh you're a flop whenever you don't succeed i, I think it's just like there there are different barometers for success in each of these genres and it's easier to be a success in country, maybe. I don't. I think it also know. has more to do with like radio play is more, is more valued in country, and there's more of like mm-hmm. a very specific old school industry in country music, maybe, and also kind of like whenever you are in sort of more of more of a niche audience, a niche genre, it's easier than when you just want to be a number one pop star. I think it's just that's part of it. I like to warm up in the shower in the morning. I do my little trills. I do my scales. <laughs> I'm doing this master class for anybody who is interested in getting into the music business. Get some tips on my 40 years of experience being in the music business. We're going to be talking about how to sing, what to do while you're on stage, how to pick out a song. My checklist would be melody, lyrics, relatability. You got to be sincere and honest and sell it. You got to let them know that you're singing it to that camera, to me, and that audience. And now start over. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, Short time, short time. Um, I work in uh, Colorado Democratic politics, and I just heard uh, a hilarious story that I thought you guys might like. Apparently, the Bachelor star, Ben Higgins, wanted to run for Congress, and um, everybody in the Colorado Democratic Party politics machine had to talk him out of it. Um, it was a whole thing and people were really concerned about it for a few months. Uh, you can play this. I don't care. It's funny. Bye guys. Women don't belong in balloons and register to vote. Everyone was really concerned about it. <laughs> Love that Ben Higgins, the bachelor was going to run for Congress. Then they were like, mm, don't do that. Just don't do. No, thanks. Don't do it. We're, we're, we're going to pass on that one, don't. dude. 
Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time, long time. Um, I was watching 60 Minutes, and Jerry Seinfeld was on, and we were lamenting, why is he on? Why isn't Larry David on? It's so stupid that Jerry Seinfeld is more famous than Larry David, but is he? Who is the bigger them? Is it Larry David or is it Jerry Seinfeld? Thank you. Crunch, crunch. Bye. This seems, why don't we answer, why don't we do one, two, three, and then say who's more famous? I feel like it's obvious. One, two, three. Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. I mean, Come on. I just. He's more famous. Right. It's just how it is. I mean, it's just the way that it is. But Larry David is quite famous, but I think Jerry Seinfeld is more famous, if that's the case. Larry David is quite famous, but Jerry Seinfeld's the one whose name is on the show that's syndicated all around the world. I know. know? It's like literally Seinfeld is a brand of humor at this point. Like Seinfeld. (laughs) I'm still shook by that line in Mariah Carey's memoir where she's like, I was very busy throughout the nine days. I didn't have to watch. I didn't have time to watch all the classic television. I never watched Seinfeld. And you're just like, I never watched Friends. But she did say she was literally, quote, a stan of comedians and cars getting coffee. Like, that was her example for, like, she would have wanted to watch Seinfeld. <laughs> That's like her saying, I would have loved Seinfeld. Maybe she just got, maybe she recently got to watch Seinfeld. She just didn't get to watch it in the 90s because she was so busy. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's sort of like how I'm currently watching Frasier because I didn't get to watch it in the 90s. I was I did, literally but... waiting for you to bring up how you're watching Frasier. Like, it's been on the tip of your tongue for hours, I can tell. Like, you were just, like, waiting to bring it up. I don't have to talk about it anymore. I mean... I'm done talking about sure? it. Are you sure? I'm just saying I'm currently watching through the entire series. What else you got? I'm done. What else you got? I feel like there's more that you want to say about okay. watching Frasier. Well, I watched a very, very good episode last <laughs> night that, was, that really impressed me. <laughs> it was the one where... <laughs> Frasier's new station manager thinks that Frasier is gay and then goes over to Frasier's house and then thinks Frasier's dad is also gay and that Frasier's brother is also gay. What? It's a really funny, it's a funny misunderstanding. <laughs> it's a funny misunderstanding. Okay. And Daphne thinks that Daphne, he brings her, him there to because he wants to set him up on a date with Daphne, not knowing that he's gay. So the whole time Daphne thinks that this guy wants to fuck her and then she's being sexy, not knowing that he's gay. It's very funny. It's a good show. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, the Snow Elves are definitely the ships. Love you guys. Crunch, crunch. So <laughs> I watched my first episode of Mass Singer of the season right before the debate, which I can also confirm the Snow Owls are ship sibs because I saw all the clues and I saw them perform and I was like, these two are the ship sibs. Like that was a great guess. Whoever guessed it originally because it's true. Great job. The ships. Oh, who were the ship ships? The Oh, the skaters. The ice skaters. Alex and Maya. Alex and Maya Shibutani. They were the ice skaters. They were like, you know, like every time the, the Winter Olympics happen, you get obsessed with like one or two names that you never hear outside the Winter Olympics. In 2014, it was the ship ships. And then also 2018. But yeah. They also have a YouTube channel. That was also the other thing about the ship sibs is that they're like relatively popular YouTubers. I mean, relatively, again, who like somewhat popular YouTubers. They're very, they're very, they're very telegenic. They're very photogenic. They're good personalities. And we like siblings. We like like weirdly close siblings as a culture. Look at the Property Brothers. We love. Look at like anything. So the other thing about The Masked Singer is I'm like, I'm watching it and I I realized why I really fell off this show because it used to be fun who's and now it's like all sad them. So like I'm watching the show (laughs) and I immediately am like, oh my God, this is Cyndi Lauper. And then I'm like, oh my God, this is Leanne Rimes. And I know I'm right about those two. I'm 100% right about those two. And then they unmask somebody and it's, Yes, a little hooier, but Brian Austin Green, who's in his quote in his clue package, like gives clues about Megan Fox, which I'm like, oh yikes. Um, anyways, it's just such it's a show that like used to be so fun to guess because it was such hooey people and the the algorithm was like more more precise, and now it's like fucking Cindy Lauper dressed as a bu- a bucket of popcorn, like singing a song, and she sounds amazing. <laughs> she sounds amazing, but I'm like, why? Well, she's Cindy Lauper. It's fucking Cindy Lauper. Dressed as a bucket of popcorn. I just feel like now the show is so big, they're able to get bigger stars. And I just, I hate it. You know, I I don't want that for Cindy Lauper or me. The popcorn costume is pretty iconic, I gotta say. Terrible show. Terrible Terrible show. show. Terrible. One of the worst shows.
We're done for the day. Thank you for calling 619 Who Them. Leave questions, comments, and concerns. What a great episode. Keep listening after the show for Call You're Doing Amazing, sweetie. I think there are a few of them. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Support us on patreon.com weekly for twice weekly bonus episodes. And um, thank you so much for listening. Bye. 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 Why was your bye a question? You will drain us. Yeah, yeah, they wanna know. Hey, Mia. Hey, Mia. Hey, Mia. Hey. Come on, come on. Hey. I want to be famous. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, I just wanted to let you know I was listening to the um episode from the twenty first of August as I was like coming in and out of consciousness last last night because I just like have not been sleeping properly. Um, you t- <laughs> someone called in about Maria Menounos' um, gas station, and because in Australia we call it a petrol station, my brain, like, made the jump to believe that, like, there was a station or, like, a channel on the television that was about gas, as in, like, bodily gas, and Maria Menounos was, like, hosting this channel because she, like, suffered from like IBS or something, I don't know. Anyway, I just listened to some of the episode again and realized I was completely incorrect and now I can't stop laughing. And I hope this is entertaining to you also. <laughs> crunch, crunch. Hey, Lindsay, I'm back with another useless call. Okay, so speaking of Katie Holmes's outfit, I worked for the company that made the jeans that she keeps on wearing. So, like, literally every time, like, Katie Holmes is out and about in New York City, I get an email in my work inbox that's like, Katie Holmes out and about in New York City wearing our jeans. Doesn't she look great? And I'm like, oh, my God, they just keep coming. (laughs) So, yeah. um, Anyway, that's it. Crunch, crunch. Who is... Lily Collins.